0: Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. All right, we're excited to begin a brand new theme this month. How many love time? You enjoy it, isn't it great? I know it's a little different this year, but I'm telling you, God is moving. Something's happening. Vaccines are starting to be shipped. They said to different places, different states, and we're just believing that God is going to protect you like He's protected you all along. If you're here, you're a survivor, right? We ought to do these T-shirts. I survived 2020. Anyway. It's going to be great today as we get into the inerrant, the inspired, the infallible word of the living God. The new theme is called Masterpiece. We'll explain it as we get into the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 2 is where we're going to begin. In the New Living Translation, verse 10 said this way, for we are God's, everybody say it, masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the things he planned for us long ago. Love that. Pardon me, we want to weave in Philippians chapter 1 from the Amplified says this in verse 6. Paul writes, I am convinced and sure of this very thing. I'm convinced and I'm sure that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. Everybody say full completion. Full completion. Okay. Now we're going to weave in Psalm 27 as well. Verse 13, where the psalmist said, I would have lost heart in a year like 2020. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord In the land of the living, I would have fainted unless I believed in God. If I had a relationship, I I don't know how unsaved people, lost people are handling this moment, but I know this I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You, You and I have to believe that we will see, believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord as long as we're alive. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Let's pray together one more time. God, we come before your presence. Lord Jesus, we worship you and we honor you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. This is your place. This is your house. Whatever you want to do in this place, we say yes and amen. Come and move in this place and change us and give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God says. Thank you, Lord, that the Spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Let that testimony arise in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Your life is God's work of art. Your life is God's work of art. God's working on it, on you. In fact, one translation of that, that verse that we read in the beginning, we are his masterpiece, says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. One translation says we are his poetry. Love that. We're his poetry. You are God's unfinished masterpiece that he is still painting. And every stroke of his brush changes you. Every challenging situation every uncomfortable circumstance is designed to bring out your most vibrant colors to glorify the artist. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This month as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, a single most defining moment in human history, we celebrate the fact that God stepped out of eternity into time and identified with each and every one of us that was trapped in our sin with no way out until the living word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. Isaiah said it this way in in chapter nine, verse six, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Aren't you thankful the government's upon his shoulder? And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The thought for this month's theme began when I recently read a story about the famous and mighty woman of God, Corey Ten Boom. For those of you that are younger, you probably don't even know who that is. But Corey Ten Boom was a Dutch woman that had a powerful testimony during World War II. She and her born-again Christian family in Harlem of... Holland, the Harlem area of of, of the Netherlands, they felt like God had given them a passion to serve the Jewish people who were being rallied up and rounded up and sent off to concentration camps to die by the Nazi regime. Corey ten Boom and her family, her father was a watchmaker and so people were going in and out all the time. So they found a way and connected with the Jewish underground to be able to hide out Jewish people in their home. And she wrote a book called The Hiding Place, 1973. Corey Timbum went over went to 60 different countries sharing her story that someone they helped the wrong person who sold them out to the Gestapo who came in and found people hiding. They they built this crawl space behind her bedroom wall where there was a little small space where they could put 10 or 20 people in that was just small enough where people couldn't find it. But they were found out and she and her father and her sister were shipped to a concentration camp themselves. Her sister Betsy died tragically in the concentration camp. Her father died within a few weeks of being in the concentration camp. And she and Betsy, before Betsy died, they led many, many Jewish women to Jesus Christ. When Corrie Ten Boom got out, her perspective had so changed that when she would, <clears throat> pardon me, when she would travel and preach, she always carried this little tapestry that she'd made. She, was a, she liked to knit and crochet and, and do this needle point. And so she had this little thing she would carry with her, a little piece of material, and she would show it on the back side where all the threads were and it was chaos. All these different color threads going every which way. And she would say, this is a lot like your life. Life can be chaotic and we don't understand what God is doing, what he's allowing, what his timing is, but we hang on to the promise. And then she would turn it around And on the other side was a beautiful, multicolored, shiny crown representing the kingdom of God and the King Jesus himself. On the backside, in order to create that, it looked like chaos. But the finished product was something beautiful, something clear, something redemptive. And she would share that beautiful illustration. She would say, sometimes life makes no sense. And she would finish her talk with a little poem called Life is But a Weaving. She said, not till the loom is silent and the shuttles cease to fly. Will God unroll the canvas and reveal the reason why? Why? The dark threads are as needful in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. He knows, he loves, he cares, nothing this truth can dim. He gives the very best to those who leave the choice to him. Life in 2020 has looked pretty chaotic at times. But we must acknowledge that our God is working, Creating, answering prayers, even in the mess. There is a grand design through heaven's eyes. And I want you to know this guaranteed from the scriptures. God will always win. Good always triumphs over evil. It put me in the the mindset of remembering a few years ago when Pastor Lindsay and I went to Kiev, Ukraine to minister for our friends, Pastor Zhenia and Vera Kosovic. And as we went into their building in doing a series of seminars and a music conference over there, we went into this broken down theater building and inside of it was a beautiful mosaic, a series of tiny stones fit uniquely and individually together, smooth, sculpted and shined, then hand painted by gifted artisans. I don't know if we have that picture we can put up there. But if you can see this picture, this was I just took this with an iPhone. As we walked up these stairs, we could see this beautiful mosaic. And here this building was broken down. They're probably going to tear down the building. But this mosaic still stands as a beautiful work of art and something that's a relic, a building that's a relic from the past. This was something that celebrated the Ukrainian culture and celebrated the liveliness of the people. And if you look at it closely enough, you see these individual stones. You see them. The interesting thing was when we were right next to it, as you walked up these steps and you were so close, you couldn't even see what the artwork was about. All you'd see when you're standing close, you could see these individual stones and how they were shaped and colorful, piece by piece, section by section. But it doesn't make sense. <clears throat> Pardon me. It doesn't make sense until you can step back and gaze at the whole picture. What if I told you that you are so close that you can't see because you are actually one of the stones being processed? 1 Peter 2.5 says, Come and be his living stones who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary for God. For now you serve as holy priests offering up spiritual sacrifices that he readily accepts through Jesus Christ. I love that word assembled. Assembled. Right now, many churches all over the world Have too many missing pieces because they have not been able to assemble. Hebrews 10 said this way. Verse 24 let us not consider, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. How do we do that? How do we stir each other up? How do we fan into flame the, the embers? How do we how do we awaken and stir ourselves up as a body? The Bible says this way, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What day is that? It's talking about the coming of Jesus, the second coming of of Jesus, the King. The Bible says as it gets closer to the end, it's going to be harder and harder to simply assemble to simply be there. Thank God for you in the room. Thank God for you connecting with us online. I'm telling you what, folks. The enemy knows that if he can keep us from assembling, he can keep us from releasing the power that's in us when we gather two or three in his name. One shall chase a 1,000, but two shall put 10,000 to flight. Understand that in this time, you, we've been given the privilege to live in this time of history. And I want to say this, we support the churches that have been denied their constitutional right to assemble in America and around the world. And we celebrate the recent Supreme Court victories. I don't know if you've been watching the news. I barely watch it myself, but I watch it for some victory reports. And we celebrate the recent Supreme Court victories in New York and California, affirming the government's overreach by prohibiting in-person church attendance. I don't know if you saw this, but the Catholic Church in New York a couple of weeks ago got to the Supreme Court suing their governor and saying, you have no right to keep the church from assembling together when all these other businesses have been allowed to come back. And the Supreme Court upheld that by only a five to four margin. And then this past week, Wednesday or Thursday, a lawsuit by a great man of God that we have, we've been, we're not mutual friends, but we have mutual friends. A pastor named Chae On, a Korean American pastor in Pasadena, California, California, sued their governor, and it got up to the Supreme Court this past week, and they issued the ruling and said, We're going to stand with what we said in New York. That's going to be the precedent. The government has no more legal right to tell the church when they can and cannot assemble in the United States of America. Thank God. My friends, I don't know if you know this, but it had gone from the sublime to the ridiculous because the past few months, in one of the phases of reopening in California, Nevada, and other places, they said it was fine to reopen the casinos, fine to reopen the strip clubs, find to reopen, all kinds of other businesses, but they would not even tell the church what phase they would be included in. And so churches began to say, look, we're gonna meet anyway. In fact, um, someone that we know in San Diego area, two Sundays ago, and some of you may have seen this online, two Sundays ago, the church decided to proclaim itself a strip club Because if the strip clubs can have an assembly. And so at the end of the service, the pastor gets up and they start playing. The old burlesque theme and he pulls his tie off and throws it on the floor. That's how ridiculous it's gotten in America. The church is being persecuted and we stand with our brothers and sisters and we are thankful for many of them maybe this week for the first time in eight or nine months, are gathering together. Would you put your hands together and (laughs) clap for those brothers and sisters? The First Amendment of our U.S. Constitution says this, the beginning of it. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of a religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we have lively praise and worship is because we have free exercise. You didn't even get the joke. Free exercise. We get to come together and the government has no legal right to tell us when we cannot meet. We need to use common sense. We take our time. We use the masks coming in. We take the temperature. We do the best we can to protect people. But I'm telling you what the enemy of your soul has been using this as an opportunity to shut down what God wants to do. The time has come that we must wake up and fight to protect our freedoms. And I told you, no matter what happens with elections and everything else, I will resist socialism with every ounce and every fiber of my being for the rest of my life. Because socialism is the worship of government. Socialism is the worship of government. Socialism says government knows best. And the reason why the body of Christ gets persecuted in socialism is because we're the ones that say, no, we answer to a higher authority. There is a higher authority than what you say. And the word of God says we shall not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, especially as we get closer to the coming of Jesus Christ. And so we stand in this and we believe. Listen, I've traveled all over the world, 75 countries now. Can I tell you some of the frustrations that I've had in some countries that have more socialist type of mentalities? Even in England, I love England. But you know in England, you cannot plug your blow dryer in in the bathroom. You have to go outside in the area with a... You don't know that probably most of you. Some of you that have traveled with me, you know or you travel around the world, you know. Why? Because people are too stupid. If they could plug in their hair dryer in the bathroom, they would electrocute themselves in the sink or the bathtub. And so the government mandated in England, all over Europe, you cannot blow your hair dry in the bathroom because you're too stupid. The government knows best. My friends, let's keep the government out of the church. And let's get the body of Christ back into government. Because we need our God to move in this time. Every time God's church comes together, we usher in his presence. And we need to pray for our freedom as if our very lives depend on it because it does. We can no longer underestimate what it means when we come together and bring in the presence of God, what it does to the atmosphere over these neighborhoods, over this city, over this area, over our region. Where God's word goes up, his presence comes down. In California alone, while the church has been unable to meet for nine months, over 19,000 businesses have closed. Most permanently, think about that, 19,000 businesses Closed in one state. And a lot of it, I believe, is because not only of government overreach, but the fact the church is not bringing in the presence. Alcoholism and drug abuse is way up, child abuse, domestic violence, suicide is epidemic in California and across this nation where the church has not been meeting. Wherever the Church of Jesus has failed to assemble, the cities and towns are collapsing. And they're not considered essential? Proverbs 11 said this way from God's word translation. When right living people bless the city, it flourishes. Evil talk turns it into a ghost town in no time. I want you to know our city, our community, our region is blessed because you're blessed. Your neighborhood is blessed because you live there and you carry the atmosphere of Jesus Christ So you say, Pastor, why are you talking about California so much? I was kind of pondering that this week. Why am I thinking about California? Praying for those that have been so burdened by some of my friends out there. Why though? And I realized this week, the Lord spoke to my heart. Why do I carry a burden? Because California is a spiritual gateway to the nation. For good and for evil. Not only do we have Hollywood and everything else out there, But several moves of God began in California, Azusa Street, the healing Los Angeles revival of Amy Semple McPherson in the 1920s. The Jesus people move began by Chuck Smith and the Calvary Chapel movement baptizing hippies in the Pacific Ocean in the late 60s and early 70s. All begun in California and I believe the enemy has strategically tried to shift California into a godless existence to try to stop the next wave of what God wants to do. Pray for California. Pray for our nation. Pray for our community. My friends, missing stones equal unfinished masterpieces. Missing stones equal unfinished masterpieces. Our God is a finisher. He never leaves anything undone. The Word calls Him the author and the finisher of our faith. He will perfect, finish to completion everything that concerns you. Paul the Apostle said, I finished my race, I finished the course. Our God is a finisher. And Ecclesiastes 7, 8 says, the end of a thing is always better than its beginning. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. Remember, my friends, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. It's not how we started this year. It's not how we limped along during the lockdown. It's how we make December a moment to worship our God, to lift Him up, to say thank you, to honor His presence, to bless His holy name, to rise up, to take authority, find the grace to keep going. Let's finish 2020 in victory. Let's finish 2020 by getting our attitudes right, by getting our attitudes healed and whole, by looking unto Him, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. God is picking out unique stones of different shapes, sizes, and colors that we smoothed, shined, painted, and placed to fit together into His spectacular work of art. You're God's tapestry. You're His mosaic. It may look like a crazy mess on one side, but it's a beautiful crown on the other. It's time to surrender. He's the potter or the clay. He's the master. He's the artisan. We're simply being shaped. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word today. Lord, we trust in you. And we believe your word. We claim the promise of right now that when we surrender to you, that everything that we need will come into place. That all that you have and all that you are will be welcomed today for every person hearing the sound of my voice. I want you to see that you play a part. You play a huge part in God's plan in his position in creating a masterpiece, a work of art. Coming together as living stones being fashioned They say, Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what it it was like for us. Well, that may be true, but I know the promise of God is this. When he finds the right stone for the mosaic, he's got to smooth it out. He's got to grind it down with a little bit of heavenly sandpaper Got to get you to fit in that perfect spot next to the other stones around your life. Does the clay say to the potter, You don't know what you're doing? Does the clay have a right to say to the potter, I don't want to be a cup, I want to be a bowl? He's the potter. We're the clay. I want to call you right now to submit to the potter's wheel. To yield your life and trust no matter what the chaos looks like on one side. He's fashioning something beautiful. And he's going to finish his work in you. It's his promise. If you're hearing me today at home or on the road somewhere or maybe in this room, maybe you've been one of those that's been kicking against God, kicking back against the year and just rebelling or just saying, I'm just tired of it. I'm just sick of it. I want to challenge you right now to declare a fresh yes, to open your heart to Jesus Christ and to trust him that he knows what he's doing when he fashions your life. Your life is not an accident. Your life has a divine purpose. And if you can just yield to that heavenly sandpaper, if you can just yield... to the the brush of that master artist. He's making you a masterpiece. Right now all over this place, if you say, Pastor, pray for me. I give up. I open my heart. I declare with my voice that my will is to do the will of God, that I want God's best for my life. And I may have trouble sometimes, but right now I declare I want to trust God. I do trust in the Lord. I give him my life and I say a fresh yes. Would you just lift your hand up if that's you? Just put your hand up if that's you. Maybe this week has been a challenging week for you. Put your hand up, Put your just open your heart. Maybe you're at home right now, several hands going up in the room. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person whose hand is raised, whose heart is open. And I break every evil assignment off of them. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bring your grace in all this fashioning, in all this shifting, in all this working. That you would give all the grace that they need to trust you and to love you. in Jesus name I'm telling you the the greatest prayer you can pray sometimes is Jesus I trust you help me trust you more I trust you help me to trust you more Amen Amen You receive that today It's time to let him build that masterpiece Thanks for joining us at Now Church for the latest updates visit us at nowchurch.com including live or on demand video online giving and much more and don't forget to follow now church on our social media platforms including facebook twitter and instagram thank you